Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey discuss what you should be doing in addition to marketing the rollover. They talk about what pillars they see working and what advisors are doing currently and what more they can add. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Doing well. Um, internet seems strong so far, but it is raining pretty hard. So again, I hope it really sticks around. If I freeze, uh, Corey, it's all on you to talk about what advisors should be talking about besides the rollover directly. I will rely so, on the comments to help me through that. Now let's um, poke at that yeah. for a second. Uh, yes. Does anyone else out there have Fios that runs into this? Because this is the weirdest thing that my father-in-law loses internet when it rains, as do you, which I don't understand. And it's underground and a cable. Now, I know there's wires above. There's always got to be metal somewhere doing something. So maybe that's getting rained on. But why Why now? Uh, so I keep saying I'm going to call and I don't because it ends up always working. It only seems like it's kicking off when I go live. So I think LinkedIn is upset. That's what I think it is. I'm not sure ever. It's actually, it's, it's been, it's been happening maybe, but maybe I only noticed it because it kicked me off. Like I said, with your phone, you're looking at it. It'll go from Wi-Fi, and you're like, is this fuzzy? And it switched over to data. So you don't really even know if your internet is out sometimes uh, unless you really check and you go, Oh, I'm not connected to Wi-Fi or this is, this is, I don't know. So anyway, let us know, let us know how your internet's going during the rain. Um, (laughs) But I wanted to talk about marketing outside of the rollover. I still see a lot of advisors who talk about 401ks and 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 basically just the rollover itself and like and I guess like the technique. And what I wanted to talk about was specifically the pillars that I see people speaking of that I think works better than talking about what's directly in front of you. So I think a lot of advisors want to speak on their specialty and what they do. And in a sense, they end up sharing what they really want instead of what the person needs to hear through their content. So you end up talking about a 401k rollover when really, you know, maybe the value to them would be uh, the, the flexibility that comes with being in an IRA, if that even matters to them or finding out what that pain point is and talking about that. So does this feed in line with your overall topic of marketing pain points? It kind of does go in there, but really, I guess it's, it's, and I'm thinking marketing outside the rollover. I guess I was just trying to pick something that, that talked to advisors. Really, I wanted to specifically talk about like the pillars that I saw working that of, of content around even financial planning itself that isn't directly going for business. For example, taxes, I think is a big thing that is boring, but a good thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you're talking to the right person, that's something everybody's thinking about. Where, how much money am I actually going to keep or end up with, with a fluctuating tax system? And how do I prepare for, for something like that? So it, getting too technical can seem really boring. But I think if you're sprinkling your tax content and you're not an accountant, of course, you can be a CPA and, an, and a, um, a CFP at the same time. But talking about taxes and why I talk to young advisors about this and why Ruffalo suggests this to people is because taxes is a huge part of financial planning. And we usually just lean towards the finance part. Uh, but to not actually be the accountant, I think that's where you add the value where people actually feel like they're paying you for a reason if you're doing a plan or if they're or if you're getting that percentage, you know, you're constantly adding that outside value, which would be taxes. 
Okay, so I'm I'm on board with the the global idea here. What's specifically marketing outside of the rollover? Walk me through what advisors are doing currently, what they're not doing, what are they struggling with on this topic? I just think, and myself included, I go off my personal experience. What I think people usually do is, I guess, uh, talk do too directly about what they want. Like I said, rather than the concepts, and I think saving people money with taxes and talking about taxes in general and how it can affect you, whether you're an equity partner or, you know, like, uh, like I, like I always use the example of, of being a, a district leader at CVS and having, you know, restricted stock units or something and trying to figure out what that is. I think that content can get boring, but when it's something that you're not directly holding or actually doing, or you're talking about, you know, how is this actually going to affect you? How much money am I actually going to get? When does it hit my paycheck and things like that? Sometimes people don't even know. So, uh, I'm really big on, uh, I think, talking about you know taxes and something like estate planning because you're not the attorney. And maybe I should have titled the episode better. You know, That's really what I'm struggling with. You think yeah. outside, you mean other than. Like, yes. I got it. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. In addition to, I get it. Yeah. Something like that. Exactly. And okay. think about marketing as providing the value of necessarily like I like to plug the holes of something that people can't pay me for. So I'm like talking about maybe I find like we were doing special needs planning where I, where I used to be. And I, a lot of, a lot of people would work with a special planning, special needs planning wise, because the first thing we told them during the plan is that you need a special needs trust because X, Y, Z, this is how it affects you. This is how it affects your child and how you can set them up for success. Even when you're gone and having that conversation is like, but we don't do that. So that's just part of the planning process. Now you have to go to an attorney. I think that adds huge value to somebody, you know, rather than just saying, you know, you can you can roll your money here, you can do this. So I always stress for advisors to it is it is actually pretty much in line with marketing to pain points, but it's going towards the pain points that even can provide the extra value like outside of the AUM model, outside of getting, you know, product commissions and things like that. Yeah, you're speaking to the advisor right now. So let me yeah. let me take that conversation and this is why you and I work so well together. This is this is the beauty of this. You just talk to the advisor. They all understand what you're saying. Now I do too. I'm on the same page. Let's take that and say how do we market that? How's the best way to market that? And I'm going to tell you right now what I really love. Take those two or three topics that you that are, that are pain points, taxes, um, you know, uh, um, you know, any of these topics you just brought up, rollovers, whatever it may be make a three minute video that just explains at a very high level how you can help put that on your channel make that one of your pillar videos and then this slide deck thing in linkedin if you have an audience in linkedin you know the five things you need to consider with taxes and it's each slide they're 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 very attractive looking right they catch your eye in the feed and each slide just has three words on it four words on it you know, yeah. One, da 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 da. Two, da 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 da. Three, and then they link, or you just include a link in the in the comments back to your either you know your video, your whatever, and and that is that would be huge, and and run that a couple times a week on LinkedIn. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a mixture of like personal branding and who you are. You know, one of the things I realized from Nick when I was looking at his profile is that he got an engineering degree. So when you look at his content, it kind of makes sense that he breaks down specifically all the specific numbers that people want to see. And he adds sure. the dividend at the end. And it's a little piece of maybe a, a little piece of the calculation that most people never think of. And you think that's something that's boring. And I had a conversation with him where he told me that somebody's like, oh, I never thought of that before. 
you know, it's just because, but he's finding people who also think like him. So he's specifically talking about taxes. The people he's talking to make a lot of money and it's probably, you know, to the penny type individuals where they're like, that makes sense to me because I can see the full scale of it. And I think sometimes you, you could be more broad. Obviously, you don't always have to do that, but it goes to show in the value that there could be in, in, I guess, aiming in that direction and showing and showing taxes. And again, it's just it's just the area where I've seen the most success. And I think as financial planners, people always think about keeping their money. And if you focus the conversation around there, I just think it adds a lot of extra value. How much of a struggle is it with you guys and advisors in general? You can come up with these ideas. You can hear the idea. You think the idea is great. And then you just, the, the taking that idea and actually getting in your computer into your machine and finding the program to help you design it or get it out into the world. Like how often does that just not work? And then the idea just sits. I would imagine all the time. And that's where it's like, if you're really young and you're studying, maybe you pull something from the book that you learned that day and you make a video and you say, Hey, I'm learn. I'm like, maybe you don't have to say I'm learning because you don't want to see that, but you know, make sure you know what you're talking about, but then that's where your topic could come from. But otherwise you could deal with a conversation with one of your clients that you have or how you specifically help. So if you're looking for something actionable, you know, think, think of a topic. Like when I think of, I think of somebody we were working with was working with a company and they started buying a lot of company stock and about 50% of their portfolio was just that company stock. And it makes <laughs> you extremely vulnerable. And that's a big tax situation and talking about how long have you had it? What is capital gains going to look like? And how do we do this most effectively? And the conversation really became around that. So it's like that could be a video that you could share to find other people who are in that situation because there's a lot of people who do that, who believe in the company because they work for it. They buy company stock. And then obviously the portfolio is just usually overweighted and a good company goes a long way. But, you know, it's again, it's just about being diversified. It opens up to planning opportunities and things like that. I think that's a big and that, that would be my example of where we saw how we could start talking about taxes. Yeah, I'm just I'm so sympathetic to advisors on all this because I feel like we help advisors in so many different ways. But one of the, the, the two main things are we help pull their own ideas out of them, right? They, they have all this stuff in there. It's just we have to kind of have these conversations on that one on one level, learn more and pull the ideas out. And then it's like a light bulb goes off. And like, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, and then the second part is execution. That's it's getting the idea out and then actually converting it into a marketing medium is the challenge. And, and I, I love the show for the reason where we're helping people pull their ideas out on a global level on a, on a 30,000 foot level. But I just wonder how much, how often advisors just get stuck on that con- the converting the idea into something tangible for their audience. I would say every, a lot, most times, you know, that's the unfortunate part. I think that's the part we're trying to figure out and unlock is how to get people to actually, actually do that. You know, we can name the programs we can tell you how long it takes us from when we were starting or how long it takes to do something. We can tell you the cost, you know, and but but I think at the end of the day, we can't give you that guaranteed outcome. So you end up just doing work that you don't know where it goes. And I think it freezes people a little bit because if I could look you in the eye and say, uh, you know, you're going to get three clients this year, if you keep posting those videos, yeah. and people would get up in the morning and they would stand in front of their camera and they would post their videos. They would say, this is a lot more fun than door knocking or cold calling or flipping open the, f- the phone book or something like that. But you can't tell somebody that, you know, so, but you have to act with conviction 
and believe in, in the idea, I guess, of marketing and the idea of your message. And one of the things I think we're realizing, and one of the things I almost made this the topic of today, which probably would have been smarter, which was marketing builds your business. And I know it sounds like what I would say is you're either bringing in leads or you're bringing in clients or whatever you want to call it, and you're making money. But what I mean is, what I've realized is by doing so much marketing and being a marketing company and only focusing on the value of reaching an advisor and talking to an advisor and figuring out that value, it backs all the way into your process and the things that you do and and how you run and the people you hire because you realize the things you need to give people what they want. And that's that's something that I also believe in that I think is really big. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Um, short, short and sweet show. I think, you know, I like to bring up taxes and estate planning. If there's anything that I think is really big that happens, I think talking about trust is, is a big idea because there's a lot of things that can happen with trust. It can get complicated, but they can also be boring, you know, so it's hard to pick the pain point that I think it, atta- it attaches to. And I also think the reason I always harp on taxes is because it's, it's forced in your face every year. You know, financial planning isn't. That's why I usually say people are usually coming to you because they have a fire or you need to create one. Like you need to create the demand in yourself that Mm -hmm. people see they're missing value and then they want to work with you. Or somebody's parent just died and they have a bunch of money and they don't know what to do with it and they're looking for a planner right now. You know, there's, there's two different kinds of people. So we always need to be putting out consistent content for those first. But then the second bucket, I would say, is the creating demand and looking to teach somebody or show somebody your value of working with you who never planned on working with a planner in the first place. You know, what are they missing? And give them that and give them and share that with them. One thing that um, I, I agree with what you're saying, and and, uh, and this might be, this is a topic for another day. It, it We could spend quite a bit of time on it and I'll just say it now because it's on top of my mind and we can take it offline and discuss it. But I want, and this comes from you and I building this business, but I want advisors to start being especially for the next 90 days start being more clear in your offering because this world is so freaking uncertain right now and we're all so sick of uncertainty that i've learned the word planning in the planning process it makes all the sense in the world but the majority of us and you guys included no no one knows what's at the end of the planning process and it it comes off as a very uncertain offering and if there's a way for you to offer something more certain to your clients or in your in or to your prospects like almost like I will help you like like just calling it out not not this I, I hate the high level of um, you know people rhetorically answer their own questions advisors I see it all the time on LinkedIn and, and on other social media platforms it's like I get reached out to and ask should I buy Apple and I say I don't know maybe you should maybe you shouldn't don't put that content into the world because all that does is further confuse your audience that you're not going to provide them clarity. So while that may be the case, that's not a good kind of content uh, piece, a message to put out there. So if I can leave anyone with this, and this could be a topic for another day, provide more certainty is to, to the point that you can, but be more clear and certain with your messaging right now. That's a really good point. And I think sometimes advisors find it hard to do that because of compliance wise when you can't be certain, but it doesn't mean you have to promise. I think that's Agreed. different. So well, I think what you're saying still rings true for anybody. And that is a really, really good point. I like what you just said. I think it it you know comes true to us of what we're doing right now. Um, but it's true. It is kind of broad. Uh, and I think it should bring certainty. 
And I guess you have to find a way to do that. Or if you can't, that's a good, that's a good point. A lot of people do share that and it's just kind of like fluff content. And I've been trying to think a little bit more to put less of that stuff out that really adds value to people of when they read it every time they get that consistent feeling from you. If you don't have, you know, if you have something in, important to say, then you say you it. saw it on Friday, you saw it or Thursday, yeah. you mentioned it, you've been putting out content that is in the clouds. And it yeah. doesn't do well because people don't know where they are. And then you on Friday, you put something in specific and you and you specifically talk to something and then right. it does much better. It's right. You know, and, and you and I are going through with this with this business. We're, we're trying to figure out our where we fit. And if we go too far down this, we'll work with you to help you plan your marketing. If you go too far down that road, you get too vague and then people don't understand what you do. And if you get too narrow, you probably turn a lot of people off because you have you're too narrow for them. So it's finding the right balance, but we're not promising anyone anything. And I don't expect advisors to promise prospects anything, but you can at least say with me, you will get and tell them the services they'll get. You know, they'll get one on, they're going to get hands-on work. You're going to learn about them and their business. You know, speak to those kind of things that you can, don't say promise, but those things that you can deliver on instead of the the 30,000 foot cloud stuff is, is really tough and it just confuses us as consumers. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, and it's sometimes that people build, build entire, uh, followings on that off the, off of those fluff comments. And I think every time we try to do that and reach for that, I think sometimes it's just a little too much. So I was doing that. Well, you made a point. You're like, Corey, we, we talked and you're like, I mean, Tony Robbins can be fluffy. He's built the Ray Dalio can say whatever the hell he wants. He's built the yeah. equity with his audience to do that. But yeah. most of us don't have 200,000 yeah. people liking our yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, it's 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 true. And I was like, when I said that, I was like, dude, I'm not Simon Sinek. Yeah, <laughs> I can't be like teams don't work together. Teams are together, and people are going to be like, whoa. Like, yeah, you're like, blue is blue, or is yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> people people are going to be like, he's stupid. Like Ryan's stupid. You haven't you haven't earned that yet. So it needs to provide more value. And just posting the posting is 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 dumb. Um, and that's when I started getting into. I think posting to post makes sense when you're trying to get somebody started. But like when you're out there, then there needs to be what we've been talking about recently is some formidable amount of strategy where you're actually talking to somebody and you're not just like, like, I, I think, uh, you know, it's hard sometimes. It's not just like, you know, here's my dog. And then, you know, I also like to do this. Um, but you have, you know, if you, especially if you're like an Edward Jones, you have to be personal. So Let's it's hard for somebody that. That's awesome, to, be, That's to have strategy. Let's all right. You're you're on the you're in the dugout sitting on the bench. You haven't played all season. Well, now we're gonna start getting you some at bats. So post just to post. Just get out there. Let's get comfortable seeing some pitches, seeing what yeah. they've you know, feeling it out. Well, now you've played an entire season. Enough of just sitting with the bat on your shoulder. It's time to start taking a few swings and start thinking through some strategy and what works and what doesn't. And this is, you know, let's get people off the bench first. Yes, post to post. Once you're off the bench, no. Right. And I think, but usually, especially with, with advisors who can post, um, you know, whether you're in your compliance, let's talk about somebody who actually can, then it's like, I'm thinking about this idea where I, I'm just like, I'm always like, yes, you know, if you're thinking about a video, you're putting out one, or you're putting out your first video, like Zach just put out his first video. Yeah. I, I, all I think about is how much time, like, I love that video is how much time, like, Zach should have spent putting out videos because of how good he was at it. And I wonder what he was thinking about. You know, whatever it took to get to that point is awesome, but more people need to do that. Maybe you have even a talent that resonates that you didn't even expect, you know, so. So that's, that's a really not, good one. How much, yeah. how much footage is on Zach's cutting room floor that we all should have seen already? 
Yeah. Or, or, and how much is he going to deliver? How did, did he not realize that, you know, and, th- and I go back to when I see something really put together like that, um, how much, regardless of how much time it took that hit. So time is, time is not much of a factor when something hits that hard, when that message hits, like when you're spending time on those videos and you're getting 70 some likes on it, you know what I mean? That's like, you don't think about the two to four hours you spent on that video. It's just, it's doing its thing. And I think that's where marketing is so difficult is because that doesn't always happen. But if you're, but you're, you may be missing out on your voice. Like you didn't even know that that was there. Zach blended a few things, four or five things in that video that, um, all come together very well. The colors, the framing catches your eye. Legos catch your attention. He talks and then he breaks it down with a different angle of him pointing at things that, you know, he, he really, um, he, he took his time with it. And, uh, you know, I can just, not that he needs my affirmation, but I'm proud of him for it. And he did a good job. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think we, I think we can always go into that and everybody, everybody, you know, using social media to a degree. Um, But I, but I do want to make it actionable, but it helps when people reach out and have questions, you know, and I think that's why the planning process seems so vague. And I guess that's where we have to get more specific is I'm trying to find a way to say, if you tell me exactly how you run your business, I feel like I can improve it like 90% of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I just think it's a, a together, especially sitting there with your marketing experience and me, my small business experience. I realized the infrastructure that goes into being a financial planner, the technology that you could use, the planning process, a, a lot of those things. And and as I'm getting into marketing and understand social media, you have 15 years of experience. So together, it's like that's where I think it comes together. And then that's we just have to figure out a way to display that more clear to people without saying, hey, we're just regular old business coaches. But at the end of the day, um, I, we're, that's what we're all trying to do with marketing is is differentiate because you're all financial, you're all financial planners, financial advisors, and you're trying to figure out how to, to feel. Different. So we got to do that too. They have to, you have to somehow find a way to make people feel your confidence that you can help them. And yeah. that's really what I, I think that everyone's out there trying to do. But we can go too far with the Maybe I could help you. Maybe I can't. Like it's not Saturday Night Live. You you know you you can't yeah play with people like that. Yeah. No, I agree. I just think with you know I like to think that I also don't like to make it all about social media. There's a lot of techniques that do work for people within your restrictions, and I think that's when you get into the nitty gritty of talking to somebody and saying, oh, you could do X, Y, and Z. So maybe those things we should start writing down of what we find out in the meetings, and then bringing them you know back to the show to say like this is specifically what somebody from 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 Edward Jones is doing to succeed. This is what somebody you know these guys are from LPL. This is what they're doing. This is their flexibility. Um, or something like that. I'm well, not that, sure. And, but 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 that too is why you know we do have a business and why it makes sense to to work with us because we do have these one on one conversations, but then we have these community conversations where there's idea sharing going on, and that you know what we did on Friday and having six Edward Jones guys be able to share different ideas with one another or four um, be able to idea share and, and an idea generate. I mean that's mm-hmm. really invaluable if you think about that. So. I was really wondering if we should, I, I like doing that for members and I think we could always do a members only. I was wondering if we should open that up to the whole world of bringing people on in groups like that, especially that specific group. Because I think when you have flexibility, it's like, what do I do? You just kind of need somebody to guide you and you get started. I think the strategy really comes into when you have a system that's so tight, uh, what do we need? Because this is, this is, I don't want to keep indulging in this, but this is a situation we saw is somebody's just starting and 
They're not allowed to door knock or bring in clients because of COVID. And so literally the only, and they can't be on social media or say anything really. So really it's, it's a crazy situation where it's like the only thing you can do is cold call right now or direct message. And pinning somebody against only doing those two things really makes it a numbers game. I mean, it, I don't talk about, I don't want marketing to be like the, the, the savior of, of everything. Not like, oh, you have to be doing it to succeed. Although I think we're, we're going to get there eventually, but it's uh it's still is like, it's very hard to tell somebody to do that. But that's where the strategy came in. If we were talking to a bunch of different people and saying, you know, this is, I, I need, to, this is what I, I don't, I don't know. I have, this is what happens when you have quotas, though. This is what happens when you need to figure out a business. But when you have those restrictions, that's where the real strategy comes in. And I think we, we mm-hmm. found some of that on Friday. Agree. Um, yeah. So do, do we want to do you want to share anything about what's going on with the show and what the future mm-hmm. and, the, and the plan is here? I'm still flopping around a little bit. I, I kind of want to wait. I, I still okay. like everybody. I still like I still like the the insight. You know, tell us tell us how you like the show and what you think. Uh, I always think it starts with one topic and turns into three. So I always appreciate people sticking with us. Um, we got a pretty steady group of like 10 people that come in and it obviously goes up from there. But um, I think one of the keys is always going to be to get more guests uh, and bring in more people so we can have those different conversations. We need mindsets outside of our own. And uh, I think that's what's going to bring you know more light to the show. But I want to wait a little bit before we announce something and I'll talk to you about it after. Okay. That's it. Nothing else fun here, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. And I appreciate you being here. And uh, it's still raining. And, you know, we almost went a full 30 minutes. So sweet. Go Fios. Uh, Yeah, go Fios. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They they fixed it. Uh, All right, guys. Have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Hey, wait. Michael Gordon on Wednesday. I need to post about that and start promoting it. Michael Gordon is coming in on Wednesday and we're going to be talking about what it's like to go independent. That's going to be a really, uh, I want to make that a real conversation. What does it look like? How are people moving? What are advisors thinking about? What's this, what's the scary part? How many months when people aren't making commission, you know, how does that actually feel? What's the real amount of book of business that comes over? Nick, Nick was sharing some ideas with me actually through text. And I thought about getting into that today, but I'm going to share that for when, uh, when Mr. Gordon is here. So we can talk about what it's really like to move to independent. I think that's going to be a big topic for a lot of people, especially when we're going through, when we're talking about all this restriction, you know, I don't want to ever tell people to quit their job, but Man, sometimes it's so hard. You're just like, I, I, I would, I would at least look at somebody and say, I can't survive there. You're I the most fascinating that. TV host of all time. You told your audience to leave, then <laughs> started teasing the show. I forgot. I have to. You know, it's okay. It's a couple of people left, but most people are still here. Um, you too. So, Mike. but but for real, that's going to be a really great show. A very real conversation that a lot of people I think want to hear. So I'm excited to see you guys for that, and. But that for real is the end. I have one question for oh, you. Here we go. <laughs> how much how much Airbnb should I buy today? Uh down ten percent at the open here. Yeah. Yeah. You're not uh-huh. you, hey, you, you you're not no one's you can answer that question now, can you? Yeah, but if we backtrack or something or <laughs> let's figure that out. It's still not good advice. Right, I still don't want to be a bad. Don't give me that vague advice. I don't know. (sighs) Maybe you Um, should. Maybe you shouldn't. I would have to see uh, exactly what you were doing with your financial planning and how it would fit into your plan. 
let's keep it yeah. that vague. All right. Okay. <clears throat> um, is it really down 10%? Mm. Yeah, nine right now. No, they're nine and a half. Yep. Getting punched a little bit. Zero. Uh, Nielsen, <laughs> first of all, come on, man. When we come out of COVID, people are going places. Oh, dang. Look, the immediate answer. And he's, and he's, he's working. He's going to say, Corey, uh, it's already baked into the price. I know what he's, I know what he would say. But. Yep. Yep. Heh, <laughs> David, zero. <laughs> That's why it's going down 9%. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. That's how it fits into your financial plan. Let's take over Jim Cramer and really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's start sharing. I'm going to start, you know what, until, until it's official, let's start sharing stocks and yeah. I'm going to start saying <laughs> yes or no. And uh, this is going to turn into a day trading advisor show. The okay, advisor machine, show. A sound okay. machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get some more flashlights in here somehow. Awesome. All right. We're off the rails. Yeah. All right. Um, nobody should be here anymore. Uh, okay, guys. We will see you uh, tomorrow. Take it easy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.